I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. If you're not concerned, you better be. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, all presented by Progressive Insurance. Christopher Sala Canty, good morning. Man, don't call me that. Hey, hey, listen, we got to have an over-under for the amount of times that Rob Sala drops the F-bomb on Hard Knocks next week. Yeah, because this like it's it's like at at this point it's every other sentence. It's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, he's not he's getting his money's worth. That's for sure. And no boy, doubt about it. You know, when you talk about things to be concerned about, there's things to be concerned about, and that, my friends, is where we begin today. Here we go. Only one place to start. None of it matters until the big boys up front change who the f- we are. We just need some continuity at some point so guys can feel comfortable playing together with jobs up for grabs. That offensive line has to have that cohesion in order for a team to be able to thrust forward. The big boys up front have been absolutely terrible so far for the New York Jets. And look, Canty, I'm not going to go nuts off of yesterday. Joint practices with the Bucks. They gave up six sacks, according to our Rich Samini, mm. ESPN NFL reporter covering the Jets, okay? Mm-hmm. Rodgers was sacked two times in a row. But I'm not getting nuts because Lakin Tomlinson wasn't in there. Elijah Vera Tucker wasn't in there at the time. Uh, they were both a little bit banged up. But when you continue to look at what's going on with the Jets – and you understand what their tackle situation is, this is a big, big problem. And if you don't think so, listen to the quarterback. Oh, I thought we played a lot better up front today. So missing Dwayne, Lakin in practice today. We had Joe at, uh, doing some center stuff yesterday. So it's a work in progress. I feel like it was Rich maybe asked a question about the continuity of the guys playing together. And I was thinking maybe we'd start to figure some stuff out. Obviously, it hasn't happened yet. There's jobs up for grabs. That's the beauty in camp but also the struggle is in talking with you know a couple of the guys we just need some continuity at some point so guys can feel comfortable playing together maybe that's the end of next week maybe it's the the week that we have in between the season uh, and the last preseason game but jobs are up for grabs oh i thought it was a lot better but boy we got all kinds of things going on here and the chemistry ain't there can't he yeah, what if Rob Sala could get O's the mentalist slash magician to make all of their issues disappear? Can the O's the mentalist make Mackay Blackton tough and get on the field? I don't know. I don't know. I think it's worth giving it a whirl. You already had to pay him to show up. Might as well keep him there to work with Mackay Blackton. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. I mean, you got your starting quarterback that does darkness retreats. Why not give it a whirl? Oh, my God. I mean, listen, they got to figure something out. And you're saying it's not the time to panic. Well, damn it! When is the appropriate time to be concerned about their offensive line uh, oh, issues? Oh no, I'm not. I'm just not going to go nuts all based off of yesterday. But it is the time to be concerned. That's about what I was about to say. I mean, yeah. the offensive line, outside of any other position group on a football team, requires chemistry, rapport to get their job done. Those guys got to be in the lineup and working together. Aaron Rodgers said it. 
There aren't five guys that have earned the job, so there's no point in him trying to step in and get those guys in a room with him so they can get on the same page. But it's not just what you saw against the Bucks; It's what we saw last week against the Carolina Panthers yep. when they're blowing protections in the joint practices. This is becoming an uncomfortable theme, and Stevie Wonder could have seen it coming. On paper, this was the sore spot for this Jets team, and I don't know how it gets fixed. Now, throughout the offseason, we had heard Makai Becton is in the shape of his life. The guy's dropped 50 pounds. He's recovering from the knee injuries. He's looking great. Well, apparently he can't be looking that great because he's not getting reps with the first team. He can't be looking that great. The head coach is saying we're not comfortable putting him in the mix to compete for a starting tackle job because we don't think he can make it through a game, an entire game. That's an indictment on, on Makai Becton. And so – Regardless of whether or not we think he's incentivized or motivated to play right tackle as opposed to left, they're having an issue with this guy being able to stay on the field long enough where it doesn't do a disservice to the other four guys that are a part of that offensive line unit. Like they don't, they don't trust that Makai Becton can go into a game and not have to get spelled. That, that's, that's a bad place to be. And then on the other side, you got Dwayne Brown who started training camp on PUP, recovering from a shoulder injury that he played through last year. He's 38 years old, Carlin. Yeah. 38. Let me tell you something about old players in the NFL. They get hurt. Yeah. They get hurt. And so they don't you got get better. You, you got the Mekhi Becton issue, can't stay healthy, can't stay on the field. You got the Dwayne Brown issue, hasn't been on the field in training camp. And these guys are the booking tackles responsible for protecting, excuse me, your 40-year-old quarterback. Tell me how that's a good place to live. It's not. Canty, let's talk about Becton for a second. Okay? Here's a guy that had the knee injury that missed as much time as he did last year. This offseason, they start talking about where they're going to play him. Maybe they're going to play him some right tackle. And he comes out immediately on social media and says, I'm a left tackle. Now, I don't know if this is Makai Becton overly concerned that maybe playing on the right side could have more strain on his knee and be a little more problematic than on the left side because it's very clear that his best way to get on the field is to be on the right side. And the Jets need him. Let's call Billy Turner and Max Mitchell what they are. Sixth, seventh, eighth offensive lineman. That's Mm. what they are there for depth. They are not there to play unless it's in an absolute emergency-type situation. So Becton, who has done nothing to prove himself, went to this offseason, got in amazing shape because he saw what Andrew Thomas is getting, and can't you, they're sitting there right now, and they don't have a good option other than Becton to play, and he can't get on the field. Like, can you tell me immediately, definitively, that even if... Dwayne Brown went down that Becton is going to go in there and play left tackle? Like, this is turning into a bust. I mean, it's been that turning that way for a long time, and Joe Douglas's number one thing when he got here is to get the offensive line fixed. He's done some good things. Vera Tucker, I think Tipman's going to be very good. Yeah. Lincoln Tomlinson was okay last year. He was okay. Yeah. He's not going, he's not going to hurt you. He, he's, a, he's a pro, right? Right. Lincoln Tomlinson is going to be solid. He's not going to be a difference maker. He's not going to make people better, but he's not going to make you worse as an offensive unit. Now, here's why the offensive line is such a big concern for me. Last five years in Green Bay, 
They've had the best pass block win rate of anybody. Oh, I can't wait to hear Football this. League. Go. The best pass block win rate of anybody in the National Football League. Do you know what the Jets' pass block win rate has been over the last five years? I, I know 20, what it was last year. What was the last 20, five? It's 20th in the National Football League during that span. Now, mm. why is that important? You know why it's important? It's because Aaron Rodgers loves to operate from the pocket. This is not a guy that likes to get out on the edge, likes to get out of the perimeter. He'll do it when it's a broken play because he has the physical skill set, but this is not an area where he thrives, getting out on the edge of the defense. As a matter of fact, we haven't seen that in the Matt LaFleur era in Green Bay, a steady diet of quarterback bootlegs, quarterback sprint outs. That's not what they do. Aaron Rodgers' QBR, when he's in the pocket over the last five years, is top ten in the National Football League. Okay. Do you know what his QBR over the last five years is out of the pocket? Go. 27th. <laughs> 27th. So if your bookend tackles can't hold up and create firm edges for the pocket for Aaron Rodgers to operate, you're not going to get the quarterback play that you're looking for. You're not going to get the quarterback play that's reflective of the capital, the resources that you gave up to trade for Aaron Rodgers. Chris. So that's why this is such a big deal. That's why that's why we're we're making such an issue out of it. It's because it's a real thing. People got to remember this is real football. This ain't fantasy football where the offensive linemen don't matter. This is real football, and if you're not strong on the offensive line, you're going to get exposed. You're going to get exploited, and it's going to be more of the same frustration when it comes to the Jets' offense and how apathetic it has been in years past. And, and guess who's going to start to get cranky about it? The quarterback. Quarterback's going to be – he's here to win a Super Bowl. You can't not have the guys to block for him. The dude tagged David Bakhtiari yesterday in one of his social media posts. How much, I mean, he would carry him on his back right here to, <laughs> to get him to be playing for the Jets right now. He's given up more money, Chris. Like, I've been a, a, a Rodgers uh, critic as much as anybody. But he, I can't argue with the fact that he gave up more money for this team to be able to win right now. And if you can't protect him, I, I'd be cranky too if I were him. I'd be cranky too because if you want me to come and do what I can do at this age, as we saw last year, we're, we're not locked in on what that can be. But if you're going to make it more difficult, be careful here because this could get away from you. And And – we're going to sit here and sound a little bit alarmist on August 17th. I don't care. It's a problem. And next week, like you you heard the little I just want to I want to go back and play this again, okay? Just listen to the Aaron Rodgers thing and what he said yesterday after the first sentence. Just listen and read between the lines. Oh, I thought we played a lot better up front today. So missing Dwayne Lakin in practice today. We had Joe at, uh, doing some center stuff yesterday, so it's a work in progress. I feel like it was Rich maybe asked a question about the continuity of the guys playing together, and I was thinking maybe we'd start to figure some stuff out. Obviously, it hasn't happened yet. There's jobs up for grabs. That's the beauty in camp, but also the struggle is in talking with you know a couple of the guys. We just need some continuity at some point so guys can feel comfortable playing together. Maybe that's the end of next week. Maybe it's the, the week that we have in between the season. Uh, in the last preseason game, but jobs are up for grabs. Yeah, that's a problem when we're talking about maybe it'll be next week, maybe it'll be the week after. Maybe it doesn't come, Chris. Okay, so let me get this straight. 
you're okay with your offensive line only having, let's call it a solid week's worth of work before you're starting the season on Monday Night Football against the Buffalo Bills? And that's going to be continuity? That, that's, that's what you're looking for? Or how about week two against the Dallas Cowboys? Mm. You, you feel like that's a good place to live? Because I don't. I don't. Like, that's the thing. Offensive line, you have to have those guys getting the amount of snaps, getting the amount of reps together. And there, there are moving parts. I get it. But, but that's, that's, that's the gig. And here's the thing. If Tipman is going to be your week one starter at center as a rookie, don't you think he needs to have the guys that are going to be in there flanking him? Don't you think that ABT needs to be there? Don't you think he needs to know that Dwayne Brown is his left tackle and Makai Beckton is his right tackle? Those are things that you need to get worked out now. You, you don't have days to waste. You don't have practice reps to waste. Like, th- there's got to be a sense of urgency in how the Jets go about this. But the biggest cause for concern with me would have to be the Makai Becton thing. And, big fella, mm. it wouldn't be as frustrating if I didn't know this guy could play. I can't, I can't not see what I saw his rookie year three years ago where he made Nicky Bosa tap out in week two. Like, made him tap out. Like, it was over. He, he injured, he got injured, he was done for the year. Like, I can't ignore how dominant Becton was as a rookie. And that's the promise that everybody keeps holding on to. But we also have to acknowledge this guy hadn't played but one football game in the last two years. And when Rob Sala comes out and says, if our best five means Makai at right tackle, I think he's on board with that. You think? Oh, no, no, no. That's a problem. That, 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 that's what I'm saying. When your head coach is using language like that, I think he might be on board with that. Because he said that, publicly he's not. <laughs> but, that's, but, that's, but that's the issue. And that's what they've got to get worked out. That's what they've got to get fixed. And they don't have any time to waste. Canton Carlin in for Granny ESPN Radio. Starting Stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. So, is this a real concern for the Jets? But more importantly, what is the floor and what is the ceiling? for the Jets this coming season, and the biggest X factor for the Bills. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Lines are open right now to get in on this, and we are going to dive in to the floor and the ceiling for the biggest teams in the NFL this season. Canty, Carlin, and for Greeny, ESPN Radio. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Do you ever wonder what you would do if you had unlimited hours in the day? Would you pick up a new hobby or focus on one you've neglected lately? Would you spend time with those people you haven't seen in a while? Well, there's a chance if you've considered having more time in the day, you're too overworked, stressed, and you haven't spent enough time focusing on yourself, that's where better help comes in. Therapy can be the spark to help you organize everything in your life and prioritize yourself. The journey of self-improvement isn't an easy one, but I believe when you devote time to your mental health, you become a better version of yourself. So let BetterHelp be your guide along the way. Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can even switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash greenie.
Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to turn your car into the mvp and bring home that win keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply it's demon time on prize picks where you can now win up to 100 times your money that's right 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into $1,000. Demons and Goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. And as always, prize picks is really simple to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. They even offer injury insurance so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stats types are what make prize picks the number one daily fantasy sports app go to prizepicks.com greenberg and use code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 that's prizepicks.com greenberg code greenberg for a first deposit match up to 100 prize picks pick more pick less it's that easy greenie the podcast you can have a reigning offensive rookie of the year. You can have all kinds of skill in the running back room. None of it matters until the big boys up front change who the f- we are. We just need some continuity at some point so guys can feel comfortable playing together with jobs up for grabs. That offensive line has to have that cohesion in order for a team to be able to thrust forward. It doesn't matter that you have the Ferrari, the Maserati, but if the damn engine inside of those cars aren't working, they're not going to be able to go. I think continuity has been the word that Aaron Rodgers has probably said more than anything throughout training camp so far. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. The ceilings and the floors for real contenders in the NFL. We are getting to your calls on that in just five minutes at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Lines are open for you right now. They are coming in. But, Canty, let us get to some X-Factors from ESPN.com. So this morning, ESPN.com put out an analysis from all of ESPN NFL Nation of what the ceiling and what the floor is for all 32 teams this season. So we have selected six teams, and Bubba, the glue, is going to take us through each team and give us our opportunity to lay out exactly where the floor and the ceiling are and the biggest concerns. All right, we're going to start with the Jets, the team we were starting with, and uh, and Greeny's team here. So the ceiling for the Jets, according to them, is 12-5. and five. The floor is 7-10, and 10, and as expected, the biggest X factor is the offensive line. Your thoughts? So the ceiling is the roof with the Jets. Is that right? <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, I, here's the thing. As big a concern as the offensive line is, 
they're going to have a defense that's going to keep them in every single game. Like, I've given this stat at nauseum, but if the Jets scored league average, which was 21 points in every game last year, they would have been 11-6 and six as opposed to 7-10. and 10. Aaron Rodgers is going to give them competent quarterback play. They're going to be great in situation football, third down red zone, two minute. So I, I just I believe that a quarterback that has his skill set, his football acumen, will find a way to overcome the deficiencies at the tackle spot on the offensive line. So I, I, as concerned as I am about the offensive line, I still think that this team has to be viewed as the favorite to win the AFC East. Well, listen, I get it, Chris, but the problem is it's not just – uh, blocking for Aaron Rodgers, it's blocking for Dalvin Cook and Brees Hall, and you have to be able to uh, not just throw the football, but be able to run it. That's why they went and got Cook uh, to be able to do both with him in their offense. So it, it very much concerns me, and I can't say based on everything we just went through that Rodgers can overcome that. Are the Jets closer to the ceiling than the floor? They're closer to the ceiling. If the Jets aren't at least a 10-win team, this is a massive disappointment. To me, it's make the playoffs this year. They're not going to win a championship this year, but they, considering, Chris, they were 7-10 and 10 with everything you just cited, with as good as their defense was, it better be a double-digit win team. Next. We'll stay in the AFC East and we'll go Bills, and they've got them with a higher ceiling, 13-4, and four and a floor of 8-9. and nine. Their X-Factor, offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey's success in year two. Well, that's part of it, but it's him and Josh Allen on the same page about not turning the football over. I've heard people continue to play up Dalton Kincaid. Uh, let's see it. Let's see what that looks like. I still have concerns. Am I wrong, Chris, to have concerns over the Bills' offensive line a little bit? Uh, I'm not as concerned. They drafted Osiris Torrance out of Florida. And yep. I, and Is I he going to walk in the like door and be great right away? Y- yeah, Maybe. I think so. I mean, he's, okay. he's their starting right guard. I, I think he, I think he's right there with Darnell Wright as the, the best two offensive linemen in the draft. So I, I'm not as concerned as their offensive line. I am concerned about the quarterback being on the same page with the coordinator. Yeah. 19 and turnovers, listen. 19 turnovers, seven of them in the red zone last year. Like, this is starting to become a theme for Josh Allen, not to mention your defense now has to get on board with a new play caller in, yeah. in Sean McDermott. Leslie Frazier has walked out of the door. McDermott is going to take on those responsibilities, and even he said it's a little bit of an adjustment for him this preseason. So that's what I would be concerned with for the Bills. It's not necessarily the personnel on the field, but it's how those guys in the locker room adjust to new play callers in their ear. Okay, I, look, they had guys last year on that line that weren't very good. Hopefully Torrance is much better, but I still have my concerns there. And on the defensive side, they're healthier in the secondary. That's a very good thing. But are they going to be overall as good as they were last year? I don't buy that yet. I got the Bills not making the playoffs and much closer to the floor at 8-9. Next. All right, we'll go with the team kicking off week two of preseason tonight, Cleveland Browns. They got them as their ceiling of 11-6, and six, a floor of 6-11. and 11. The biggest X factor for Cleveland, the pass rush. Yeah, but well, Jim Schwartz is their defensive coordinator now, and anybody that knows Jim Schwartz knows that he's going to have a front four that can get after the quarterback. So they added Zadarius Smith. Uh, they got Shelby Harris, who's a pretty good – uh, interior rusher. So I, I think they're going to get Miles Garrett some help. 
I think that defense has the potential to be sneaky good this year. I mean, just thinking about some of the additions, Juan Thornhill at safety on the back end. You're hoping that Greg Newsom steps up and lives up to that first-round promise that when they took him with the first-round pick a couple of years ago. So I, I like where the Cleveland Browns are at. The biggest question for me is what we saw from Deshaun Watson, more of an aberration because he hadn't played football in two years, or is that becoming the norm in terms of what kind of player he's going to be moving forward? That's yeah. my biggest question. This team will go as Deshaun Watson goes. Chris, once again, you have crystallized my thoughts. I'm not worried about the pass rush. And Jim Schwartz, I, I feel very good about where they're going to be because no matter what you think about him uh, being an arrogant guy or all that kind of stuff, the dude puts together good defenses. And that's getting the quarterback is going to be of paramount importance. And they still have an all-pro pass rusher the last time I checked in Miles Garrett. So with all of that being the case, I want to know what – Deshaun Watson is now at this point in his career. It, can we just take for granted that the year and a half off was knocking the rust off late in the season last year, and now he's going to really step up and be the guy we expected? All right, let's see it. Because you better be, based off of the contract, based off of everything that they have had to put up with after they got you, with all the stories around you and the criticism that they took, like, this is now the time for Deshaun Watson to start making deposits into the Cleveland Bank as opposed to all the withdrawals he's taken out over the last few years, both literally and figuratively. And let's also keep this in mind. They traded for Elijah Moore from the New York Jets. They drafted Cedric Tillman, wide receiver out of Tennessee in the third round. Like, they're using all of their resources to put more weapons around yeah, Watson. Amari Cooper. Yep. So and they and they got Mari Cooper and Donovan Peoples Jones. So at this point we have to, and David Njoku. How can we forget him? So at this point we got to ask the question, bruh, what more do you need? You got the oh, largest the way, guarantee in NFL too. history. You got weapons. You got a running back in Nick Chubb. What, what more do you need, bro? Next. All right, let's go. One more in the AFC. We'll go Broncos, and uh, we got ceiling of eleven six and floor of six and eleven. And for this one, the biggest X factor is the number 60, which is what? Uh, tackles Mike McGlinchey and Garrett Bowles. Yeah, their yes. offensive line playing a lot of yeah. games together. Yeah, I, I saw that too. I mean, even if the offensive line is good, this is a clash of styles when it comes to what Russell Wilson wants to do and Sean Payton wants to do. Like, it was clear that Russ was uncomfortable in that first preseason game, hitting his back foot and getting the ball out on time. This is a guy that wants to hold the ball, extend it down, and then make the most of broken plays. Sean Payton is all about efficiency and playing within the scheme and getting the ball out of your hands to the playmaker. Sean Payton wants you to be point guard, and Russell Wilson wants to play like he's Kobe Bryant. I don't know that it's going to work. Uh, based on what we saw in the first preseason game, I'm still skeptical. So I guess my biggest X factor would be Russell Wilson's adjustment to the scheme. But, big fella, I have zero confidence, zero confidence that this team is going to get anywhere close to the ceiling of 11-6. and six. Chris, this ain't improv class. Stick to the script, okay? Russ, stick to the script. Sean Payton is there to save your career. Let's be clear. Sean Payton is the coach of the Denver Broncos to save your career. And if you don't buy in this year, for once, it ain't going to be you that's sticking around. It's going to be him. He's got much more security 
than you do in this position. So this is all about Russ buying into everything they're doing because what was the big knock in Seattle when things weren't going right? Russ improvising just a little bit too much. Stick to the script and trust that guy. I think the Broncos are a lot closer to the floor than the ceiling. Next. All right, we got two more. We'll go NFC, San Francisco 49ers. They got a ceiling of 13 and 4 and a floor of 8 and 9 and for them the biggest X factor is the offensive line. Yeah, I get it. No McGlinchey. Uh that's that's a problem. Um I also think I'm not going to make too much of the fact that Brock Purdy threw uh, I believe it was 31 interceptions in practice yesterday. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I'm not going to make too much of that. I still look at the team overall and see an exceptionally talented group. So I'll be very disappointed, no matter who the quarterback is, if they are not a 12-win team. I'll even put a, I'd put a floor on them of 11 myself. If the 49ers go eight and nine with all the talent they have everywhere else, that means to me that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have completely botched the situation with the quarterback ever since making the trade for Trey Lance. I'm with you on that front, but another concern that I feel the need to highlight is Nicky Bosa still holding out. He's still holding out. Everybody keeps saying, don't worry, we're going to get it done, and we know how important he is to the team. Why the hell isn't he in training camp? Why the hell is the contract not done? It's not like you didn't know this was coming. The guy won defensive player of the year. We knew this was coming. Well, like, like that, that's the part. Like he's not under contract, and we're about to be through week two of the preseason. Like I just, I'm just wondering when this is going to get done. When is he going to get there? It's, uh, it kind of, it kind of. Listen, it kind of reminds me of what happened with T.J. Watt a few years ago. Remember when he was? He ended up uh, wanting a new deal, held out of training camp, and then he came back and played in week one. What happened? He got hurt. So it just has that feel. Like, training camp matters. It's important, unless you're Joe Burrow. But it's important. And so the fact that he's not in camp, like, I'm I'm a little bit concerned about that. And D'Amico Ryan's not being there as your defensive coordinator, too. So we'll see how all that works out. Last one, Bob. Last one. We got Cowboys. We got a ceiling of 17-0, floor of 15-2. And and the biggest X factor is when are they going to have the Super Bowl parade? Oh, sorry, sorry, I read that wrong. Oh, no, no, but he was reading that from his script. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> the ceiling is twelve and five. The floor is seven and ten. And the biggest X factor, a common theme here for all the teams, is the health of the offensive line. Look, um, I'm higher on the Cowboys than Chris is. I, I, I would be exceptionally disappointed if they're not a twelve win team this year, and mm. if they're not. I don't think it's going to be about the offensive line. I think it's going to be about the quarterback. Um, again, we talked about turnovers with Josh Allen. Dak Prescott, same thing. Got to go away. He keeps saying he's not going to turn it over. That's nice. I keep saying I'm going on diet. Hadn't happened yet. You know? I, I, I just, it, the thoughts are great. The actions are what matter, can't he? Yeah, I mean, Mike McCarthy and Brian Schottenheimer as the offensive brain trust. What could go wrong, right? What could go wrong? I mean, that's my biggest concern, right? Well, you got to put it that way. No, but that, that's my biggest concern. Think about it's this. It's fair. Man. Now you, you see, got, like, you every got time you do of, that, you suck the life out of me mentally when I make, you, a, make a You got a rid of Kellen Moore. Carlin, think about this. You got rid of Kellen Moore, who was your OC for the last four years. 
There was only one team during that span that scored more points per game than the Dallas Cowboys, and that was the Kansas City Chiefs. And let's not forget, you're talking about Dak Prescott damn near missing an entire season in that span. And they still were were the second-highest-scoring offense over the last four years. You got rid of him. So Mike McCarthy, not great at game management, not great at instilling player discipline. Now we're going to add on the play-calling duties? And the guy that he has to lean on and put together the offensive game plan is, excuse me, Brian Schottenheimer? That's a problem. That That's a problem, boss. That's my biggest concern. If the Cowboys don't get 12 wins, it won't be because of the offensive line. It really won't be because of Dak Prescott. It'll be because of the head coach and the offensive coordinator. Granny presented by Progressive Insurance. Say what do you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. In just moments, we will give you your chance to get through at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Our takes on not just the Jets earlier and the real concerns around the offensive line, but about the ceilings and the floors of these teams. All of that after this from our friends, from Granger, and we want to remind you for the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as uh, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Greeny, the podcast. Let's hit it. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Canty, Carlin, in for Greeny. Brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more. Eddie, up first on ESPN Radio. Eddie, what do you got, bud? Hey, CC, what's happening? How you doing, bud? You know, I, I look at the Jets like this. The First of all, they're wearing the away jerseys for the Buffalo and KC game. For some reason, they're not wearing the the gas uh, the Gaston Ocleco dark green. That's a that's a strike one. 
second of all, the, the first uh, uh, hard knocks, you hear the defensive coach making fun of uh, uh, do your job. That's a slight at New England. New England will take them out. They'll flip up on Dallas. They're going to be – let me tell you something. The coaching staff of the Jets is below the top 15 in the league. So that's wow. all you have to look at. When at the second hard knocks, you see Sala question a offensive play, and he almost gets yelled at. He has no idea what's going on on the offensive side of the ball. He really doesn't. So how can you make him the clock manager and all this stuff when he doesn't even know what the heck's going on on offense? I think you are reading a lot into hard knocks. Yes. That's what I think. <laughs> I, I, I think you there's reading between the lines, and then there's squinting. Yeah. Looking, I mean, can't see yeah, that. To, to, We're to looking call, a little too hard. To call Rob Sala incompetent, I, I just think that's a little bit unfair. Let, let's keep in mind, he he had, what, what were the Jets, fifth or sixth worst QBR in the NFL last year? Yeah. So that's the level of quarterback play he was operating with, and, he, and his team still found a way to win seven games, which is a surprise. So, I mean, I, I just think we're being unfair to Rob Sala a little bit. Let's see what he does now when he's got Aaron Rodgers as his quarterback. Even though he might not be, you know, the guy that's, you know, in tune with the X's and O's on the offensive side of the ball, the guy knows enough football by nature, by virtue of what he does. He's a defensive coordinator by trade. You don't think he knows offenses? You don't think he knows how to manage a game? Like, I, I just I, – let, let's give him a little little bit of credit here. Let's see what he does with Aaron Rodgers before we say the Jets you know, definitively have a below-average coaching staff in the National Football League. Matt, next on ESPN Radio. Matt, what do you got, brother? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. I just want to pick up what you guys said. I, I agreed with a lot of it. The one thing I wanted to mention was I, I really don't even think the Jets need – like a top 10 or a top five offensive line. We know how quick Aaron Rodgers gets the ball out. That's why he's won four MVPs. But the problem is, as you guys said, they just cannot get five guys on the offensive line consistency due to injuries. And I really think if they can just get five guys that, as I said, nothing crazy, like just like how Lakin Tomlinson is. He's not an all-pro, but he holds his own. Just those types of guys, if they can stay healthy and consistent, Rodgers is going to do what he's done his whole career. So, I think that's what they really need is the consistency and just guys that aren't superstars, but just enough to keep them upright, just as long as you can get the ball out. Yeah, here's the problem with that. I mean, Lincoln Tomlinson's been a pro bowler before, and it's not necessarily that you need him to be what he was two years ago, but okay is fine. The quarterback's talking about that consistency that you're saying. Like, you make it sound like, well, as long as we get five guys who can play together – we need five guys who were, you know, decent to good to play together. It's not just about playing together. Well, I, I think it's about playing together, but it's also about staying healthy too, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's the biggest concern. Like, all right, we, we might tab these five guys, but can we keep these five guys on the field for the entirety of the season? Like, again, the continuity aspect of it. And even though I feel pretty good about the Jets' depth, Billy Turner's played a lot of football. Um, so has Connor McGovern. He'll probably be your backup center. Like, you, you've got guys that have played a lot of football. Max Mitchell is a young guy that has a lot of promise. You still, you still need those guys that are going to be the starters to be in there together and get the, those snaps so that once you get to November and December football, they're hitting their stride. Like, that, that should be the goal. Now, can Aaron Rodgers work around a lot of that stuff? Yes. But we have to keep in mind, when you're scheming around your offensive line, that's going to limit what you can do conceptually in a passing game. So 
I'm not saying that the Jets have to be led by Aaron Rodgers in the passing game on the offensive side of the ball. I think it's going to be more of a run-centric offense. But at some point, you got to be able to protect the quarterback when you drop back to pass. And that's our biggest concern right now. Tom, up next on ESPN Radio. Hey, Tom, what do you think? Hey, how we doing, gentlemen? First time, long time. Um, there was a question earlier on the table about what's the floor for the Jets. Yeah. I'm a diehard Cowboy fan, so I'll answer this, both questions quick. With the addition of Rodgers, Lazard, and Cobb, I don't care what the offensive line does. Of course, it has to work. But the Jets were 7-4 and four last year, controlling their own destiny. I bet you if Rodgers, Lazard, and then Cobb were there last year, they don't lose the last six. That's first. So the floor for them, I'm going to go. AFC Championship game. Say I'm delusional, but with the talent they have, it has to go. Now, as far as Dallas is concerned, I've been a fan since the drop touchdown, and we lost to Pittsburgh 35-31. I'm tired of excuses. The last great quarterback we had was Aikman. Take number nine. Number four has already equaled number nine stats in half the year, and the excuses are piling up. If you are a diehard Dallas Cowboy fan, as I am, I am I am 57 and I live in New York. I hear it. Let me help you. I am not a Stephen A. advocate, but I will say this. Just be patient. We are delusional. Stop making excuses. And because you tell the truth, it doesn't mean you're not a hater. You just got drinking that goddamn win-lose-or-die Kool-Aid, they say. Okay. Okay. Settle down, Cowboy. Ah, quite literally. Ah. Settle down, <laughs> cowboy. Uh, I mean, at first, it, it's a great call, though. It's a great yeah, call. I think I counted the word delusional three times in that call. Yeah, that's a great call. <laughs> Here's what I'll say to the Jets. How the hell is the floor the AFC Championship game? It's not delusional. Like, like think about like we're saying the floor is the AFC Championship game for the Kansas City Chiefs. How the hell is that the floor for the New York Jets? They have the longest playoff drought in North American team sports. What the hell are you talking about? The floor is the AFC Championship game. Give me a freaking break. The floor for the Jets is simply the greatest team ever assembled. I'm not going to say they can't get there, big fella, but a lot has to break right. A lot of things have to go right for them. And that's the biggest question that you have. The offense has to come to there. The offensive line has to stay healthy. The young guys got to contribute. There's a lot that has to go right for them to get to that level. for listening to Greeny the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antsgate presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts.